0: one more once welcoming you to Hot Box number 34 and uh, thanks for all the positive feedback we're getting about the shows not just from Ireland but some exotic locations across the world too our objective is simply to set the jazz scene in Ireland in the context of world jazz and that means sometimes not having quite enough Irish jazz simply because there's a shortage of supply of Irish jazz recordings maybe you can help if you can Uh, you'll find us at donaldjazzireland.ie or one word jazzireland.ie um, it's piano files this time around, and happy to report that there was an Irish piano player amongst the files of the letter L, but he got to wait for the double L's being called Greg Lloyd. An Australian by birth, but an important part of the very current Irish jazz scene, as you will hear right now. Long Way Home is the title of that one from uh, the Greg Lloyd Group GLG that consists of Kevin Brady on the drums, Dave Redmond on the bass and sometimes Edim uh, given on the uh, percussion, but also of course Greg Lloyd the composer at the piano, super classy composition and playing from the Greg Lloyd Group. I'm originally from Sydney, Australia. He's been in Dublin, uh, Dublin Dublin-based for 15 years with a few diversions to work in North Africa as well as tours of Europe and, of course, his old country, Australia. I remember him sending me an email saying he was doing 60 dates in Australia one time. Amazing. Um, He studied with many musicians of the great and good, Joe Zavinil, Lee Connitz, John Patitucci, Niels Henning, Orsted Pedersen, and I believe you can hear many of those influences in his mature playing these days. There's a second album being mixed right now in Munich so we'll look out for that a bit later and we'll return to that certainly uh, when the highly acclaimed first album has become part of the archive. Right now though let's hear another bit of the first album. This one is called Rue de Seine. <laughs> Greg Lloyd group. Exceptional, as I said already. Well, uh, there's one more double L to go before we hit the M file. A listener in France in fact remarked on this player's absence from the single L file which was about a month ago, and quite properly too. We shouldn't have missed Lou Levy. Uh, he died back in the year 2000 um, but he was an important player in the US for many, many years. He wasn't very old when he died but he was uh, influenced by players um, during his younger years. Bud, Bud Powell would be an obvious one and probably Art Tatum as well. Um, his first big gig was a couple of years with Woody Herman's Second Herd and then he seemed to find a niche uh, working with singers. Eight years with Peggy Lee five years with Ella Fitzgerald including some of the, uh, the great um, Gershwin tribute album that Ella Fitzgerald made and on to June Christie Anita O'Day and then very much latterly Dee Dee Bridgewater who we'll hear from in a moment that's not to say he didn't have other outlets he played with Dizzy Gillespie for a while and uh, he also played with many in fact most of the well-known West Coast musicians in America alas uh, my files couldn't find any Levy as a leader he did record quite a few albums but I can bring you him with Dee Dee recalling Ella Fitzgerald in her 1977 tribute album
1: I'd love to get you on a slow boat to China All to myself alone Get you and keep you in my arms Evermore Leave all your love Weeping on the faraway shore, out on the briny with a moon big and shiny, melting your heart of stone. I'd love to get you on a slow boat to China, all to myself. Oh, I took myself alone (laughs) Get you and keep you in my arms Evermore Baby, leave all your lovelies Weeping off the far away shore And out of the it With the moon big and shiny Melting your Go. you are on a slow
0: Yeah, classy stuff there D.D. Bridgewater and the perfect accompanist Lou Levy on the piano and they have pulled across the curtain on the double L file allowing us to tackle the next alphabetical treasure chest the the piano files under the letter M and M really must stand for monster because uh, I, I guess maybe in the Western Hemisphere the most popular surname starts with M because we really have a huge file it's going to run into two programs I'm afraid, but well Some great music to look forward to. Um, All those M's who took up the piano and played jazz music. um, We'll try and get in as many as we can. Maybe we should start at the very beginning. A man who claimed to have invented jazz. Indeed, a false claim. But if he didn't actually give birth to it, he was certainly around as one of the midwives. His real name uh, may have been Ferdinand Joseph Lamotte or Lament or Lamotte. But as a young man playing honky-tonk in the notorious brothels of Storyville, New Orleans, he got the nickname of Jelly Roll, and he adopted the surname Morton. Jelly Roll wasn't exactly a polite description, but it certainly perhaps reflected his playing environment and what went on in those, <laughs> those, apart, those places apart from music. Well, enough said. He was maybe more important as a composer than as a pianist, really, but anyone familiar with early jazz and particularly the great era when New Orleans, the New Orleans di- diaspora uh, spread to Chicago and other places, uh, they will know his tunes, King Porter Stomp, Grandpa's Spells, Dr. Jazz, Wild Man Blues, Black Bottom Stomp and, and maybe also this one, Shreveport. <laughs> <laughs> back. Shreveport there, or Shreveport stomp from Jelly Roll Morton and his Red Hot Peppers. As well as being a fine piano player and a composer, he was also a very good arranger, and indeed a talent spotter. But his own talents extended uh, rather beyond music to the pool hall, the card table, and occasionally, it is said, to do a bit of pimping on the side. I often think that his personality uh, had a lot to do with the, the earning of the reputation that jazz had got, maybe still has in some places, of being slightly sleazy, good-time music, um, certainly throughout the first 50-odd years of its existence. And what's wrong with that, I hear you say. We won't go on in this show uh, in chronological order because that could be quite boring but we'll stay with early jazz for now and the music of Jay Shan. these days uh, it's a pity McShann may be more famous as the band leader that gave Charlie Parker his first big opportunity but he should be recognised as one of the main musicians that brought jazz out of Kansas City in the Midwest into New York. It's said that his his first band appearance at the legendary Savoy Ballroom in New York, um, that he he and his band cut a pretty ragged... sort of figure um, when they arrived from the Midwest and they were playing opposite the ultra-smooth establishment team led by Lucky Melinda but uh, as you probably guessed McShan's band his nickname by the way was Hootie Uh, Hootie blew Melinda off the stand working only from head arrangements some of them ran to 20 and 30 minutes uh, mainly just working from the head as I said incredible stuff and the dancers and onlookers said that they would never heard a band swing so hard Unfortunately, the Second World War was upon them and Hootie's timing wasn't as good as his swing. He was born too late and he was called up. And then after the war, um, the big bands were really out of fashion and he couldn't make money. So he simply had to stick to small bands, he developed his own piano style and indeed a singing style all his own and had various small groups. <laughs> Jay McShan there with his special guest, Milt Buckner, on the Hammond organ. Arnett Cobb was the tenor player and Clarence Gatemouth-Brown on guitar. Well, that was recorded in Paris in 1973, and I think it gave us a very good idea of the kind of rhythmic feast that was offered by Jay McShan. Good time music, really, impossible not to tap your feet to. Extremely gifted pianist Mulgrew Miller, uh, 11 plus minutes there a pretty magical playing. Mulgrew had much too short a life, he only reached 57, but uh, during that time he became one of the most respected pianists in the USA, certainly if not worldwide acclaim. His, his early associations were impeccable. He joined the hard school of Betty Carter's band, and then Woody Shaw, Art Blakey's Jazz Messengers, and then uh, the famous Tony Williams Quintet, uh, after Tony Williams had left Miles. latterly Mulgrew was appointed director of jazz studies at the William Patterson University in New Jersey, and by all accounts, he was a very charming and very modest man who'd come a long way, both personally and musically, from his Modest birthplace in Greenwood, Mississippi. Uh, for many jazz fans, I suspect he was somewhat under the radar. He left behind only about 15 recordings as a leader, and I I chose their volume one of Live at Yoshi's... Uh, what was his regular trio in 2004, Derek Hodge on the bass and Kareem Riggins on drums. It's a two-volume set, incidentally. Uh, they were obviously keen to get off to a cracking start, weren't they? That was maybe left of field standard by Frank Losser. I'm sure you recognise it. Not perhaps that often treated in jazz, If I Were a Bell... At, uh, as I said, it was their opener and what was to be a fantastic pair of sets alongside San Francisco Bay back in 2004. Now then, uh, we come to Mike Melillo. You can find him in the various jazz sources on the internet and they all say the same thing. If only he hadn't decided to leave America and settle in Italy, he'd have been world famous. Well, he's certainly deserving of that. <laughs> Melillo and his trio, and that's from back in 2003. Ray Cumming was the bass player, Glenn Davis on drums, recorded, as I said, in 2003. I'm sure you thought, aha, that's a Thelonious Monk tune, and you'd be right. Uh, maybe a lesser known than some, it's called Work. Certainly, Melillo was tipped for the top in the USA. He was born in Newark, New Jersey, and attended Rutgers University. In his early playing, was as the house pianist at the tap room there, where he got to play with the likes of Coleman Hawkins, Ben Webster, Art Farmer, Chet Baker, etc., etc. He was a member of the Sonny Rollins Quartet for some period of time. And uh, even the brief uh, rundown that I've given you gives you some idea of his fantastic pedigree. He's 79 now, I think, but can occasionally be tracked down in Italy, where he decided to settle some years ago. That piece also serves as a great introduction to our next piano player, none other than the composer of that piece, Thelonious Monk. Thelonious Monk, of course, who else? Uh, In 1960, uh, playing over a talkative crowd, an unbelievably talkative crowd at the Blackhawk in San Francisco. Epistrophe was the name of the piece and the recording was a, seems to have been a fairly casual affair in which two extra players were grafted onto Monk's regular quartet just for that night. And the fact that it all sounded seamless is quite amazing, really, as there had apparently been only minimal rehearsal before the actual recording. So who were they? The regular quartet that year consisted of Charlie Rouse on the tenor, John Orr on the bass, and Billy Higgins was the drummer. And to which were added, uh, just for this session, Joe Gordon on the trumpet and Harold Land on the second tenor. There's a wonderful relaxed quality uh, to that band, which is why I really love that particular recording. Of course, Monk, having been an eccentric component of the bebop revolution, was eventually to receive fame and fortune after years of being seen as a, as a loner, a uh, part eccentric, part revolutionary. No one ever said that his actual pianism, his technique was great or even conventional, but he moved the music forward and he left us with timeless compositions which now form part of the mainstream for the pianists that have followed him. Hardly any of the modern pianists don't at some point claim Monk as part of their inspiration. Maybe that includes Harold (laughs) Meeburn. Mayburn, certainly one of the great post-bebop players, still, I believe, fully operational at the age of 82. Uh, Harold Mayburn, that was with his own composition, Look on the Bright Side, in the illustrious company of Jack DeJohnette and Christian McBride. I had the pleasure of catching Mayburn at a little club in New York some years ago, and I was struck by the enormous size of his hands. I really wondered how he managed to strike just single keys on the piano at a time because his fingers were just so enormous. But he managed it and uh, as you can hear he's a very forceful player. Well, we're getting to the end of this show, uh, so I thought we might uh, sample a bit of a recent project undertaken by Jason Moran. Many will remember fondly his appearance at the Cork Jazz Festival a few years ago. But this project was a kind of reimagining of the work of Fats Waller. That's a bit of fun. So uh, here's a part of the work. It's called All Rise, A Joyful Elegy to Fats Waller. And this one is called The Joint is Jumpin'.
1: There's a new expression round O'Hallaway. When the pot is jumping, when it's twice as more than gay. Say the things are jumping leaves no single doubt that everything is in full sway when you hear somebody shout. This joint is jumping. It's really jumping. Come on, cats, and check your hats. I mean, this joy is jumping. Diana's thumping, dance is bumping. Come on, cats, and check your hats. I mean, this joy is jumping. Come on, cats, and check your hats. I mean, this joint is jumping. Piano's thumping. Dancers bumping. Come on, cats, and check your hats. I mean, this joint is jumping.
0: That's Josh Roseman there on the trombone bringing down the curtain. Um, vocals there from Michelle deggio and uh, Lisa Harris, Jason Moran on both the piano and on the roads. Um, Some added brass too, of which uh, Josh Roseman was one of them. Jason Moran is now um, a really major force in the jazz world and probably needs little introduction from me, being one of today's monsters that I referred to at the top of the show. He can and he does play anything that tickles his fancy and he brings the lid down on this edition of the Hotbox. Number 35 Hotbox will be along in just a couple of weeks and uh, will be all new material including quite a few vocals I think then of course uh, down the line we'll get to complete the enormous M-file of pianists and still to go we have Marion McPartland Brad Meldow, Sergio Mendes Ellis Marsalis and many more so stay wired into jazzisland.ie and we'll try to keep the hotbox wired for you as well but for now if you have been thanks for listening